Good morning, everyone. Especially Sandy. Good morning. It's so nice to see you here. Welcome. Thank you, Michael, for that wonderful intro music. Good morning. My name is Johnny. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. Especially you, Sandy. I'd like to read to you from today's daily word. Thank you, Susan. And today is about trust. I place my trust in God. Few things are a greater comfort than a deep, inviting trust in God. When I trust, I move more confidently through life. I feel the wind at my back and am made strong in the face of adversity. In the past, I may have felt disappointed when I misplaced my trust. The things of the world are impermanent. Even people come and go. The truth of God is the one presence and power in the universe, and as my life is everlasting, unchanged, and unchanging through all the seasons of life. Even as I grow, evolve, and deepen in spiritual understanding, God is always my source, the inspiration I return to again and again. My freedom to seek and discover lies in the awareness that I can always trust in God. And from the Bible, trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord God, you have an everlasting rock. And that's from Isaiah 26, 4. Thank you, Susan. And now it's time for us to sing Surely the Presence. You would all please join us while the Merkers lead us. Sanctuary, feel free to stand up and sing if you want. And please join us while the workers lead us in the heart of God. So this is a song that um, is in our lyric sheet somewhere. So you might be familiar with it, but I wasn't familiar with it, so I uh, just adapted it 
so it, it might be different. <laughs> time to greet your neighbor. Now we're in the center and online with Zoom. Please greet each other with whatever way you feel comfortable in the center of Zoom. Make sure you turn on Valerie, gallery view to see us all so you can wave to us. Any new people here today? I want to point out that Sandy Crowell is here today for anybody who hasn't seen her yet. Oh, isn't that a fun trip? Hi. Oh, that was kind of fuzzy. <laughs> so I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have a warm one. Yeah. Hi, John. Do you want to feel my cool hands? Yeah. I know. I heard that. Well, I sure like her. I can do that. Oh, no. 
I'm glad you made it down here. How you doing, John? discussions, and also for Dr. Daria's circle book and film discussions. And don't forget today is Grandfather Roy Wilson's birthday celebration and PM at the Bear Raven Longhouse. If you need directions, just ask Tom. That would be like Gracia used to do, come down in the audience. Because I was in here working this weekend, and I found all these beautiful cards sitting in there on the desk. And I don't know that ever anybody has seen them. This one here says love, peace, and bliss from John. Oh, you guys can all see those up there. And another butterfly one says blessings and love, healing and peace to all unity family, joy and bliss, John. And then we have two of these from Fred and Sandy saying lots of love and <clears throat> And hello to the great Northwest folks today and every day. Lots of love from Chocowinity, North Carolina, and Sandy and Fred. And they dropped a couple others too. Just this little note here <laughs> with the horse's ass on the back <laughs> from May. Hi, y'all from Chocowinity, North Carolina. Have a great week and love to all. Best regards, Sandy and Fred. And they also sent out a cheerful birthday wish for everybody. This is a birthday card for everyone from those folks. It says, hello, y'all, because they're in North Carolina. Wishing you every happiness and a great year ahead. Love, Sandy and Fred. Thank you. I just wanted to share those. And does anyone else here have any announcements? Anybody on Zoom? I see any hands. Nothing here? 
Yes, he wanted to over for Deanne when, when she died, and, yeah. and she's just been doing a wonderful job. In fact, I saw Bobby in the store a couple days ago. He was doing fine. <laughs> Hopefully, one day we'll get to see him here again. I say thank you, Fred. Yes, Peter, go ahead. Thank you, Fred, for all of those cards. That was yeah. that was You want me to say it again? Never mind. I got it. Okay. All right. Are you sure you want to try again, Penny? We got the sound work. Okay. All right, then we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, now it's time for our unity statement. Please join us while we all say it together. We'll give Joanna a moment to get it up. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values. Jesus and others revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness. Now it's time for a song of joy. The American faith will lead us in blessed always.
And now it is time for our reading. Today, our reading will be given by Tom Craven. Morning. I'm filling in for Mary, who is not going to be with us um, this morning, but shout out to Mary. Uh, reading is from the new Unity booklet, Love, Healing, and Abundance, Bringing Spiritual Wisdom to Life. And this is from Reverend Paul Hasselbeck, who is also a dentist. The title is Changing Your Consciousness. It has been said, the truth will set you free. What isn't said enough is that the truth about each individual. You and only you are responsible for you, no matter how it may seem. No one, no person, no event actually makes you think feel, or do anything. Life is consciousness. It can be easy to miss the depth and importance of that simple statement. As we grow up, we learn to say things in a way that obscures the truth of our own personal power. We say things like, what happened in my life caused me to be who I am, or my life led me to this point. Or that event or person made me feel angry or sad. This attributes who we are to what happened in our lives. It ignores the fact that all along the way, we made choices in reaction and response to each event. Each of us is the master of our life, and that is because of consciousness. It is the only domain where each of us has absolute 100% control. God does not even control human consciousness. What is consciousness? According to current science, consciousness is made up of three components. Awareness plus arousal plus motivation. Awareness is the ability to perceive our inner world of thoughts, ideas, beliefs, images, feelings, emotions, perceptions, experiences, attitudes, and sensations. Sensation is our own interpretation of the perception of information picked up by our bodily sense organs. There are five commonly understood senses, seeing, hearing, tasting, feeling, and smelling. But there are many more depending on who is reporting. These include equilibrioception, body position, proprioception, and pain, nociception. Arousal is essentially our level of response to what we are aware of. Arousal can be understood as the urge to act, the desire to act and ability to act. The larger the arousal, the bigger the urge and desire to act, which then relates to motivation. Motivation is the drive to act on what we are aware of. 
Since life is consciousness, then life is awareness plus arousal plus motivation, which is entirely an inside job. There is an anonymous saying that states, we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. Everyone we think, say, and do. Everything we think, say, and do is based on our perception, which in turn are based on our current and past awareness. This means we live life from the outside, from the inside out, and not from the outside in. We live from our consciousness, awareness, perception. Our experience in life is based entirely on consciousness. Thank you, Tom, for that wonderful reading. Wonderful reminder. And now it's time for our meditation song. Please join us as the workers lead us in God Before Me.
Okay, and now it's time for our affirmations. Could we please all join me in our affirmations? We'll say them together as soon as Joanne turns. Okay, here we go. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, full, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into fulfillment of my potential. And I am a peace. Everything I need comes to me in perfect time and perfect form. And it's the third Sunday of the month, so we'll be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer today, followed by the Alleluia. Let's all say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. privilege to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. This morning, Reverend Rosella Sands will uplift and inspire us with her teaching titled, Spiritual Alchemy. Hey, Good morning, everyone. So glad to be here with you this morning. You know, um, I love that reading that Tom did. Um, it was just so perfect for the lead-in to my talk this morning. Um, I know Paul Hasselbeck. I, he actually was uh, with me in school and did some teaching of metaphysics. He's the one that co-authored the book, The Heart of Metaphysics. So if you haven't read that book, I encourage you to get it. It's a, it's a great book on uh, explaining what metaphysics is and how, how we work with metaphysics uh, in unity. So uh, I wanted to start by um, talking a little bit about um, second force. I don't know if you have ever heard of second force. Uh, most people have not, but there is um, the way the universe works is you and I might say, I want to make a change in myself in some way. And so we, maybe it's, um, I'm going to exercise more. Maybe that's the change that we want to, to make. And so the universe has ears and it says, okay. And so it brings up everything in us that would resist that everything in our consciousness 
that would get in the way of us doing that. And it's for us, it might be the neighbor knocking at the door and saying, hey, um, let's go to the movie instead of going to the gym. Or um, it might, might be us saying, oh, I'm too tired to do this today. But it's going to bring everything up in us and it's going to show us what gets in the way and what is getting in the way of us having what we want. And that's a gift. <clears throat> we may look at it as not a gift, but it is a gift because it is, remember what uh, they were talking about, uh, awareness uh, in the reading was one of the first keys for transformation. So it's showing us what's not there. So it's giving us the awareness. So I want to talk about um, spiritual alchemy because that is what we're talking about. Many of you know that when I give my talks, I often talk about transformation and healing. And the reason I do is because I know that these principles that we are taught in unity work. And I know that at the foundation, the very roots of this movement is healing and transformation and prayer. So during the medieval times, researchers known as alchemists sought a secret process that they believed would turn base metals such as lead into gold. And a few of these alchemists, however, were seeking something much more profound. These researchers were studying the process whereby our human, our base human consciousness could be transformed into a golden spiritual consciousness. And they saw that life, human life, was the laboratory where this process would take place. And they believed that every human challenge was an opportunity for converting this lead of our human personality into the gold of our spiritual essence. Well, as metaphysicians, we know this to be true. We know this, that uh, that is what the spiritual journey is all about. In unity, we call that golden spiritual consciousness the Christ consciousness. If we were Buddhist, we would call it Buddha nature. The Hindus call it Brahma or divine nature. Here's another story about uh, transformation and discovery. In 1957, an entire monastery in Thailand was being relocated by a group of monks. One day they were moving a giant clay Buddha when one of the monks noticed a large crack in the clay. On closer investigation, he saw there was a golden light emanating from the crack. The monk then used a hammer and a chisel to chip away at the clay exterior until he revealed the statue that was in fact made of solid gold underneath. 
Historians believe the Buddha had been covered with clay by the Thai monks several hundred years earlier to protect it from an, an attack by the Burmese army. In the attack, all the monks had been killed and it wasn't until 1957 that this great treasure was actually discovered. Another story demonstrating the gold of our spiritual natures. And so our spiritual nature is within us and it is made of a precious material. But another important thing to get is that which surrounds it. It is there to be transformed, our human nature or our human understanding. What happens over the course of a life is we pile layers and layers and layers of clay or mud or pain or wounds on top of our spiritual nature and we become reactive, reacting to the wounds that created us instead of our Christ. And the heaviest layer of clay is of our own doing, our self-limiting self-beliefs that prevent us from following our dreams and fulfilling our divine potential. The other layers of clay are added by external conditioning from our parents, from our schools, our teachers, bosses, coworkers, society, the media, churches, religion, government, or corporations. And eventually we are so laden, we are so held down by our air beliefs that we forget that the golden Buddha is there. And so the secret, our Christ or our higher purpose lies not in the future, but in the past. And this is what hap happens. Something will occur in our lives, usually a loss or a tragedy of some sort. And we start chipping away at the clay to rediscover the things that we were once passionate about. We connect with why we first went into our professions or that job that we really, really loved. We recall all the times when we were in the flow and we stood still. We chip away at our clay with a therapist or a trusted advisor, or we get curious. And so something propels us towards our purpose. Someone once said that action also precedes clarity of purpose for action reveals the sacred that is within us. And everything works this way, for divine nature has a rhythm. And interestingly, the same process happens at a company level too. Companies, governments, churches, institutions, they also need to reclaim their golden Buddhas. I believe that most organizations are founded with a golden intent 
I'm sure that your church has a golden intent at its roots. Do you know what it is? It seems that all organizations start with a higher purpose to improve humanity in some way. However, over time, the clay appears in the form of poor management sometimes, flawed systems, board pressure, egocentric shareholders, demands, or people going and coming, being committed and not committed. The most vital role for leadership is the unearthing that golden nugget that it was founded on. Imagine a world where every person, every organization and company could return to their natural state, their golden Buddha. You know, in my time in ministry, I, the churches that I aligned with and that I took on, that I ministered, were churches that had run into some challenge, that needed some healing. And so what I did was I went to the original statement that that church was built on. That was where the passion was. And then we went through all the history of that church. And we looked at where the path changed, perhaps where some wounding happened. And then we had a rededication of that, of that, that church and a beautiful ceremony. And once again, the passion was found. The golden Buddha. I love the scripture by St. Thomas. And I, I often say this, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. I'm sure that St. Thomas knew spiritual alchemy. He saw that human life was a laboratory where within us the process takes place. And I believe that he knew that every human challenge is an opportunity for converting the lead of our human personality, the lead of our human personality into the gold of our spiritual essence making every experience of suffering an opportunity for transformation. I believe that each one of us is meant to be the spiritual alchemist. And the first steps is to recognize our own need for healing, for transformation, for change. For spiritual healing begins when we are willing to be changed. Let me repeat that. Spiritual healing begins when we are willing to change. And spiritual healing, like the reading that Tom uh, read this morning for us, is the healing of consciousness. To see what it is in our thinking. To see what we are carrying around in our minds. What are our beliefs? What needs to be changed? Charles Fillmore's favorite scripture came from Romans 12:2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
And that's what we're talking about here. That's what unity, the foundation of unity is based on. And that's why they have the four-legged stool. These are all the tools for transformation. The one leg, the first leg is the five principles, are the five principles, unity principles. The second leg is the five-step prayer method. The third leg, the 12 powers of man that make up the Christ presence within us. And the fourth leg is the trinity of trinities. The trinity, the metaphysical trinity, the trinity of mind and the trinity of man. All tools for transformation. Tools that assist us in removing our layers of clay so that we may live from the golden light that is within us. Robert Grummet in his book, The Quest for Wholeness tells us that God works through us, not for us. But how can that happen if we are covered in clay? How can the light or the inspiration that is within us come through us even if, if we haven't even discovered the crack. I believe that life will always give us opportunities to discover our light. Let's not confuse it with moments of feeling that we are just a victim. Let's instead move to curiosity and see ourselves larger than the situation. We have to be willing to be transformed. The true solution to every human problem lies in the discovery of our spiritual nature or our spiritual perfection. Think of it this way, an oyster first experience of a pearl is that of an irritation from a grain of sand, which shouldn't be there. Just as the pearl forms from an irritant in the oyster, we can discover great pearls of wisdom from those conditions that irritate us. Potential wisdom is already within us, but it may take an irritant to bring it forth. Within you lies the potential for the great pearl of wisdom or great price. This pearl is priceless. It is powerful. It is wise. It is free. For which we would gladly have given everything. Jean Houston writes, in times of suffering, when you feel abandoned, Perhaps even annihilated, there is occurring at levels deeper than your pain. The entry of the sacred, the possibility of the redemption. Wounding opens the doors of our sensibility to a larger reality, which is blocked by her, our habituated and conditioned point of view. Pathos gives us eyes and ears to see and hear what our normal eyes and ears cannot. 
Spiritual alchemy begins with the recognition of a need for healing, a willingness to turn within to God for help, and a willingness to believe that in some way, our suffering may be a blessing in disguise. Life suffering gives us an opportunity to awaken from the dream of the human condition to the reality of divine mind. And this is spiritual alchemy. I invite you all to close your eyes and to take a deep breath. And as you close your eyes to the outside world, we open our eyes to the inside world. Be still and know God. Be still and know God, scripture tells us. And so we release all of the world. We release the struggle. We let go of any clay that surrounds us now. We become willing. We become willing to open our hearts. We become willing to open our minds to become more aware of who we are and who we are being and who we want to be, who we were meant to be. Beloved, holy God, we stand before you willing. Guide us with your light. Guide us with your love. We are willing to be transformed at depth. I invite you just to breathe into the silence and allow your heart to be wide open. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now let your heart be filled with gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you, beloved, holy, holy God, for your presence that is within me, for the divine expression that I am, and that I am knowing more and more and more each day. Thank you for the courage to be my true self in the world. For I am here to be blessed and to be a blessing. And so it is. Amen.
And while we are together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, 98531. You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page on our website, unityofcentralia.net. As we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. basket with our offering set it up here on the on the stage for our speaker whoever was here to bless but sometimes they're not here anymore but I should bring it up here with me today when we say our blessing of thanks together we bless these gifts and send them forth to heal bless and prosper they are evidence of our faith and belief they do good work in the world and return to us multiply abundantly so it is. Now it's time for our healing prayer. Members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And I would like to send out our collective healing energy, not just to the people in Ukraine and Russia, but to all the animals, all of the pets being affected by the war and the displacement of so many families. If you would like for us to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, Please raise your hand and tell us who it is. We'll hold them quietly in your heart. Yes, Tom. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to pass along that um, a former member of our congregation, Patrick Eirich, um, passed on Tuesday of this week. So please keep his family in your thoughts. Thank you. Hands raised up there in some way. So let's proceed with our human prayer. Beloved Mother, Father God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all beings and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Let's all say our prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is love. 
Now I'd like to take a moment to thank all of you who made our Sunday service possible. <clears throat> we deeply appreciate all the ways you give your time, talent, and treasure. Um, you know, we're down to uh, just a couple of people who are interested in being service leader. So if you are interested in being service leader or being a reader, please contact Susan and let her know. And then join us next Sunday for another teaching from our very wonderful public school teacher, Eileen Sellett. And, you know, I'd like to send out one more thank you out there. I'm doing a little work on one of our small roofs here right outside the sanctuary windows. And our good friend, Jock Davis, is one of our kayaking buddies. Jock contributed his time in helping all lumber from Home Depot to the church. And he also donated a great big box of shakes that they cost like $120. <coughs> so if you know Jock, send out a text to him and say thank you. John, <coughs> yes, Susan. Uh, next week, um, John Wingfield will be here, and Eileen will be. Oh, oh, Susan, Susan has just corrected me. The next week will be John Wingfield <coughs> with Eileen the following Sunday. Okay, and please stay with us after service if you wish to share in fellowship time. Now it's time for a peace song. It's all form a circle here in the church to join in. And Yeah. 